Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky back here. Move the Sticks as we get close to the college football playoff as well as the NFL's final regular season week. It's getting interesting. Buck, how you doing? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm great. You talk about interesting. Interesting is everything that's going on in football right now. Uh, it's such a great time, DJ. We talk about this time being important for us as evaluators because look, we didn't really have the normal bowl season, but we do have the college football playoff. And uh, we're firm believers that these games, you know, they carry, they, they have a little more weight on the syllabus. And so we, we want to see our teams and players play in these college football playoffs. And so we already can talk about Trevor Lawrence or whatever. But, man, this game, these series of games potentially for Justin Fields. Oh, man, he's got more on the line than anybody. I think he has more on the line than anybody else. And I think it's an opportunity opportunity for him to potentially rewrite a narrative about him and his game, particularly when he has played uh, not great against some of these defenses that he's facing in the Big Ten. 
I mean, I think the number one QB spot has sailed. I think that ship sailed, but I think that number two is well, very much he's, up he's for fight, debate. He's, 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 he's fighting it off. It's, yeah. it's him and Zach Wilson duking it. I need Trey Lance. I don't want to discount yeah. Trey Lance, but I think Zach Wilson is the hot name, and you, you're seeing this, this buzz about him, particularly coming off of how they played, the show that he put on in the bowl game where he looked like the game was very easy to him. He is a natural thrower. He has the athleticism that you look for. And I think that people are going to look at him and say, hey, you know what? He is a very viable option as the number two quarterback in this draft class because he not only has all the things that we always want from a passer, but he also has the athleticism. He also has the ability to run and do some of those zone read, power read things that we're seeing. And he has the swagger and the moxie. And so I actually think Justin Fields has – to close the ground on Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson has played so well this season that I think Justin Fields has to put on a show. He has to be a five-star performer in this game against Clemson, and we'll see if he can pull it out the bag because he hasn't dazzled um, the last couple of times we saw him, Northwestern, Indiana. He has to put on one of those show-stopping performances. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, man. I'm um, looking forward to those games. We'll get into a little bit more of that uh, on the college side here in just a second. We're also gonna talk about some of these uh, playoff games, but want to start here at the top where we left off on the previous episode because you teased it a little bit, talking about the Dwayne Haskins uh, situation, him being released, and the lesson that you can learn from it. So why don't you pick up where you left off? Yeah, so Dwayne Haskins, 15th overall pick, um, look, 2019 class. I mean, it was just like yesterday he was he was drafted, and. Here's the thing about Dwayne Haskins, and before we can talk about quarterbacks and and the physical part of it, I think it's important that we let the viewers into like how internally the quarterback is viewed. The quarterback is viewed as the CEO of the operation. Outside of the head coach and general manager, the quarterback is the most important person. His voice, his actions, everything resonates. He is representative of the franchise every time he walks out not only on the field, but what he does in public. And so when we talk about that, and, and look, we're not privy to some of the things that teams are in terms of being able to sit down and really dig into the background, talk to the player over and over again, and really get a sense of how much he really wants to put in. But I will say this about the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that succeed. The quarterbacks that are the best are the ones that are the hardest workers on top of being the most talented. Like they are the first one in, the last one out, They don't take Tuesdays off. There are no off days for the quarterback. When you're a quarterback in the National Football League, there are no off days and they're long hours and you're sacrificing a lot of things to be successful. When I'm sitting across from you as a scout, my job is to figure out, do you really have that in you? Like you can tell me one thing, but do you really have that ability to do all the stuff that is necessary to be the franchise quarterback over and over and over again when you're the quarterback of a bad football team. Are you willing to make those sacrifices? Because you have to do all of that stuff just to have a chance of being successful. It doesn't guarantee success, but just to have a chance. And I think as we talked about in that last episode, we talked about Tatis and his love for the game and going and playing winter ball. My quarterback My quarterback has to do the same stuff. He has to be willing to do the same stuff, do all the dirty stuff to give himself a chance to be successful. And I think what I've learned. Tom Brady. Think about Tom Brady, Buck, with his shoulder pads on the beach when he's on vacation. Think like that's what it is, DJ. And and let's think about like, like Cam Newton going to New England. And it hasn't worked out. And people are taking him to task because he hasn't played well. He hasn't played up to what we we wanted him to do. I mean, he's physically broken. broken. But 
listening to him talk about the routine, we saw when you watched the game, it talked about he gets up, he's over at the facility, 4.30, 5 o'clock. He doesn't go to sleep to 11.30. He hasn't seen his kids in three months or whatever. And he's talking about, man, it is hard to put in all this work and not get the results that you want. But that is just an example of the work that a starting quarterback to give a chance in just to have a chance of being successful. And I just think it's really important, even in doing it from our vantage point on the media side, man, can we dig into it? Can we get enough? Can we talk to enough people that can represent what these prospects are at quarterback to feel good? Say, Hey, I'm a rubber stamp him because I know this guy is not only the talent that we talk about, but he has the inside stuff, the intangibles that, are necessary to be very, very successful in this league. That's why, again, we can try, and I try, you know, we get taken to task all the time about what, how we're, we rank these guys coming into the draft process. And we try, I feel like we, t- we give the same speech every year. We can evaluate what we see on the tape in this profession. Well, unless you're inside the league circle and you have access to these kids, like you need to have access to them and to those around them to get the information you're flying blind, man, because if we're with a team, let me give people a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. I'm going to go spend, you know, multiple visits with these players over an hour a piece. And and like one of them, I'm going to sit down and go, OK, let's start. Uh, this is uh, you had uh, you played Arizona week one, uh, the college football season. Let's let's start on, uh, you know, Saturday night after you finish the previous or if it's week two after after the previous week's game Saturday night. What are you doing? Okay, walk through it. You watching it? Do you do anything? Oh, you just go out to dinner. Okay, you go. Okay, Sunday morning. What time you wake up? What's your routine? What are you doing for treatment? What are you doing for tape? Like, walk me through every minute of your week. I want to know what your preparation has looked like. We can't do that on the media side of things. No, we can't do it. But I will give an example because remember, I think we we took Joe Burrow through that process, and I think Joe Burrow walked us through what his preparation was. He talked about, well, I'm taking online classes, so I'm able to just really live at the facility. I'm able to come in here. I'm able to go do my treatment, do whatever football obligations that I'm able to really live in the film room and really study and digest and dissect all of those other things that I need to do to prepare. Um, you then talk to the other people. Well, who are some of the guys that you've solicited as your mentors to kind of help you along the way? Have you reached out to anybody? What did you learn from them in terms of preparing? That stuff really, really matters. And then to go further, because you talked about being able to sit down with a prospect like we would if we were scouts. You said you would sit down with them a couple times throughout the course of the process. But, you know, the other thing that we would do, DJ, we would go and we would dig up their high school coach and talk to their high school coach. We would talk to their high school guidance counselor. We would talk to some other administrators in the building in high school. We would do the same thing at the collegiate level, academic counselors, people that are around them. What are they like? How do they carry themselves? When do they show up in class? What are their grades like? What do they do? I'll use Justin Herbert. Like, people kind of laugh, right? Because now everybody wants to jump on the Justin Herbert train. Oh, well, I knew. No, it wasn't like that. We had this conversation. We both had some concerns, and we paused a little bit about, man, I don't know, this and that. But then the pro day, DJ, I was like, man, like, you know, like, typically we would be really excited about a guy who has a 4-0 and a very difficult and challenging degree or major who also is a three-sport athlete in high school who also signed up to go to a four and eight team and turned him around to be a, a Rose Bowl champion like those are all the things that we talk about he had adversity along the way and worked through it um he wasn't playing 
necessarily his best his junior year. So he goes back his senior year. Yeah. And then you dig into it. And so now you're like, okay, I see it. And then as you told me the story, he found out five minutes before kickoff. Oh, by the way, you're the starter. After the coin toss. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Get in yeah. and go play. And now you're looking at him and he breaks the rookie record for touchdowns. I think it 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 changes or maybe it reaffirms what we should look should be looking for in the quarterback. Yes, the talent is one thing, but the other stuff matters. And now, DJ, because we talked to Daniel Jones in that draft and we did the 360 and we went behind the scenes and we talked to his mom and his high school coach and all that. And everybody said, like, he may not, he may not figure it out, but he's gonna try like the Dickens yeah. to get it right. And so the reason why a Daniel Jones can exist with the Giants and it may not look perfect is because everybody in the franchise at least knows that he is invested in the process of winning as they are. And so you'll give those guys every opportunity to turn those things around as opposed to someone who may be like, oh, you know, it's a hobby. It's not my four-time gig. Like, I like it, but I don't love it. Yeah, like, it's too hard. It's too hard to win in this league to have someone like that as your CEO. Well, I think that we need to distinguish between guys who like and guys who love, right, when we talk about the game. And I think back, I heard this, somebody gave a talk on marriage one time, and it said there's a difference between being able to live with someone and not being able to live without someone. That is absolutely true. And I'm like, that's it, man, because it's like live with someone. OK, that can work like we can we can exist. We can coexist. That can work. But not like, man, you take this away from me. I don't even know. I mean, that's that would crush me if you took this away. I can't live without this. And there, you know, those quarterbacks are right. like if you take the game away from them, man, I'm not I'm not saying that you don't want to be, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, we're saying it. We're saying it in relative terms. Yes. We're saying it in, in relative terms. I, I see myself working a, as a, a salesman. You know what I mean? Like this is this is everything to me. And I can't imagine this ever being taken away from me. And I'm going to do whatever I can to protect it. That to me is the kind of commitment that you need. And it just so everyone understands, quarterbacks are held to a different standard than everybody else on the team. Yeah. And so when we can look at some guys who can go and do like the brand building and some of the other stuff and they can be out and doing all that other stuff as, as position players, like that's great. But that's not the same level of expectation that is put on them as opposed to the quarterback. And everyone say, well, why is that? That's not fair. Well, it's the quarterback. The quarterback is the most important position in football. It's the most important position on the team. And they have to make sure that they treat their position with reverence. And if you don't respect the position like that, like – we we can't we can't rock with you. We can't ride with you as our QB one. And I think that is what we're seeing. And I think now this is what potentially can happen. And, and and I'll say this like Justin Fields will get a little bit of the backlash on the Dwayne Haskins thing. Some mm-hmm. of that is due to the Ohio State. Yeah, it's not fair. And, and 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 so like I just think it's important that what we do in our business and what we should always do is we grade each individual based on who they are not based on all that other stuff. And I think that is going to be important because there are going to be some lazy takes and narratives that go out about that. And I don't think that is necessarily fair to Justin Fields or anybody else who comes behind those guys at Ohio State. But I think it is important that there's going to be a heightened awareness of how much do you love it? Mm-hmm. Do you really love it? And how important is it to you? I will say for those guys that came back, because Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence both had the opportunity to opt out and not play. I think that speaks volumes about their love of the game and their teammates. I want 
I, I want to just I want to finish that thought. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Buck. But the, I, I'm just I'm just the thoughts going through my head here because I know we both love this documentary so much. So I want to just go back and, and role play it real quick because I'm going to give you the line of the trainer and you can give me the Michael Jordan response. They just lose they just lose a painful series in the postseason. The trainer's getting ready to go on a little bit of vacation after the games, getting his plans together. It's, hey, Mike, just give me a heads up, man. When do you want to start working out again? When should we get together? And Michael Jordan said, "What? I don't know. What do you say tomorrow?" tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow but i think that's Are you serious like that oh yeah like that that's different man that's just different and and like and that that's to obviously be the greatest basketball player of all time took that type of commitment um but to play the quarterback position it's the closest thing we have to that like you that guy has to be more committed than anybody else on your football team it has to be and so i will say this um especially given the reverence to the late great kobe bryant like we're looking for people who have the mamba mentality right it's an obsession. It's an obsession to play the game and play the game at a high level. You talked about it's one thing to live with it. It's another thing to be like, I can't live without it. Like that's how it has to be. And we can talk about these quarterbacks. And when you look at like, man, Drew Brees has 11 broken ribs and a punctured lung, but he couldn't wait to get back onto the field. Like that's the level of commitment that you're talking about. Tom Brady in his 40s, when he has all the money in the world, all the things in the world, supermodel wife, family, like every reason to be done with it. But here he is. You talk about being on the beach, throwing the ball in his pads. That's <laughs> I mean, that's how it has to be, DJ. You have to be obsessed with it. It has to be the thing about it. And I'm looking at um, Mark Brady put in the, in the comments. Michael Jordan, look, I don't have to do this. It is who I am. And that is it. I want that person to be like, no, 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 no. I'm the QB one. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. And so uh, I think that's the lesson that I will learn from. And I'm not saying that Dwayne Haskins can't turn it around. And I'm hoping that he can. But I'm saying all the optics and the narratives and stuff, he is going to have to work as hard as he has ever worked to get back some of what was lost when he was let go from the Washington football team. And we will see, really? how much he really, really loves it now that he's down and out. Yep, it's very true. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you the list of these games in the AFC. Just pick one if there's one that jumps out to you that you're intrigued by. It's weird because some teams are going to be sitting, guys. You know, I've already heard that uh, Mason Rudolph's going to be starting for the Steelers. So uh, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Jags, Colts, uh, Titans, Texans. Any of those Any of those uh, get your interest there? Uh, the Browns. The Browns get my interest, right? Because this is going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a challenging game for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Coming off the loss to the Jets, understanding what's at stake. They're playing a rival that has really kicked them around. And even though the backups will be on the field, the backups will see this as an opportunity for them to play. And Mason Rudolph being the starter, you don't get Big Ben. Are you mature enough to take care of business when you couldn't take care of business the previous week? And so I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm looking forward to seeing how Baker Mayfield responds. And I'm also looking forward to seeing how Kevin Stefanski handles this. He got sideways because he didn't have his four wide receivers and they threw the ball around the yard, obviously more than you would anticipate given that situation. How did the Browns handle the pressure that will be on them? Because DJ, I can say this um, going back to 96 when I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, we just needed to beat the Atlanta Falcons to get into the playoffs. And we had gone on a six game run. We had won a ton of games and we had backed ourselves into all we had to do is win and we're in. Yeah, The pressure that you feel in that game against a team that has really nothing to play for, 
is different. How do the Browns handle the pressure of having to win to get in? I can go back to the last time the Browns had double-digit wins because I was there in, in 2007. Um, and there was a 10-6 and six team, Cleveland Browns, did not make the postseason. And the reason they didn't make the we didn't make the postseason is because we lost to a terrible Bengals team. And I want to say it was – let me look up the exact – I think it was the second to last week of the season. Yes. Uh, let me see here. We lost to the Bengals 19-14 to 14 in the uh, in the second to last game of the year. And they had – they were terrible. They had absolutely nothing to play for. The Bengals they, – they were a uh, – they were six and nine – or they were five and nine going into that game, uh, the Bengals were. And – just completely laid an egg and it would just slept walk through the game, had everything. I mean, think about it. The Browns hadn't done anything since they'd come back in. This is a chance to do something um, and didn't get it done. So, and inside the division, it's just weird, man. I, you can say it looks like a, a cupcake, but it never ends up like that. It, it never ends up like that. And so you have to have an extreme amount of focus and maturity to be able to go and do it. And I think for the Browns, I think they learned their lesson last week against the Jets and hopefully they can take those lessons and apply them accordingly against the Pittsburgh Steelers for them to get in. Because obviously, I mean, you'd like to see them get into the mix. This is a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in a minute. And I think they're a team that could be problematic for teams if they get in just because of the running game and some of those things. But as as we're, we're learning, the more we're around the league, you have to earn what you get in this league. And so they're going to have to earn their way into the postseason tournament. Yeah, so we'll see if the Browns can get that done. Uh, we, we touched on it a little bit there at the top. We've got Alabama, Notre Dame. We've got Clemson, Ohio State. Um, Notre Dame, I mean, look, Notre Dame's got a lot of NFL players, and I'm, I'm probably like everybody else. I, I believe they're probably going to get their doors blown off just because Alabama's got too much firepower. Um, but there are going to be – it's going to be a great tape to watch. It's going to be a great tape to watch for all the NFL players we're going to see in that game. Yeah, I'm hoping what happens for Notre Dame is I'm hoping that because um, they hear all the conversation, like everyone kind of expects them to get blown out in the playoffs because unfortunately, like that's what's happened. Like they've played tough teams in the playoff. And when you're in the playoff, you're dealing with one of the big four. I mean, that's that's what it is. And the Alabama game isn't a great matchup for them. But um, I'm looking to see where they're able to stack up when it comes to this measuring state, because this goes all the way back to the 2012 National Championship game where Brian Kelly said that they had to change the recruiting model and how they built their team based on the way that they were hammered by Alabama in that game. And so let's just see what it looks like some many years later. How have they closed the gap at all when it comes to uh, being able to compete against those teams? Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that one. And Clemson, Ohio State, we already said Justin Fields got more on the line than anybody else. Um, you know, I, I look at that Ohio State team. The, the, the guy I want to keep an eye on is Sean Wade who has not played that great. A lot, lot expected of him coming into this season mm-hmm. and to get tested against his Clemson passing game. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, DJ, because I think the transition, and I know sometimes this gets lost, particularly in the war room, when we, we just kind of think anybody can be a nickel corner as opposed to an outside corner. Two completely different job descriptions. And Sean Wade may be a guy that is better suited to play inside. One is his comfort level. Two, the quickness that he has, the short area quickness. Is different. You're also typically are dealing with a different animal on the inside. Maybe not necessarily a bigger, more physical guy, maybe a quick guy, and he's able to shadow and the physical challenges kind of work in his favor. Whereas on the outside, sometimes, man, you deal with those big monsters that can move you around and get you off the spot. There's a different um, set of techniques that are required. He hasn't made the transition well. And so he is a guy that was highly regarded, highly thought of coming into the year. And so now, um, I look at some of these other corners. And by the way, 
I did do a little corner study and I did see um, this thing. I looked at JC Horn closely. Yep. I can't see the think? excitement. Um, look, man, he's, he's, he's a son. JC Horn is the son of a former teammate of mine, Joe Horn. We were together in Kansas city and interesting. Everyone would think about Joe Horn being the wide receiver. I know that Joe Horn was also a defensive back in Kansas City. They practiced him at defensive back. And maybe he shared some of those things that he learned in an individual with his son. Because when I look at his son, his son is really complete in terms of when I watch him, I think the one thing to divide it, because typically cornerbacks kind of come in two categories. They're the shutdown variety or they're the ball hawk variety, meaning shutdown guys are typically nose to nose. They can press. They do a great job putting their hands. They're physical. They do things. Your ball hawks are typically guys that like to play from off they can yeah. vision include a quarterback or whatever. Yeah. JC is a little different because he can do a little bit of everything. He yep. can go up and challenge you. He can play off. He is very explosive in terms of getting to the break point. And I think he is a very physical tackler. I think that is very, very impressive. The game against Auburn is one that, that shows up. He, he, man, he plays. And mm-hmm. so he's a really good player. But I think what's unique this year in the cornerback class, the number of bloodlines and sons – Elijah Molden, Asante, son of, yeah. Asante Samuel Jr., Pat Sertain II. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of guys that are that are hoping to carry on the carry, the family business. We got to get Trey off the diamond, man. We got to get Trey off the diamond thrown back there in the secondary. Let's go. He wants no <laughs> parts of it. He thinks is he thinks it's a little a little weird that he's he's the smart one. He's on the he's on the baseball diamond. He's smarter than we are. Trey is content to, to, to stay out there in the outfield with his double set of batting gloves and spitting <laughs> sunflower seeds and all that other stuff and talking about my son. But I do think it's interesting. And I had a chance to go back and look at Caleb Farley. I'm a Caleb I think, guy. I think, I think because out of sight, out of mind, you can tend to forget how good a player is. I went back and actually looked at the notes that I wrote on him from last year, like the preseason study. And I'm like, man, you know, like this is a good player. He has instincts. I still believe he's more of a guy that is probably better for me, kind of like the Xavier Rhodes comparison. I think Xavier Rhodes has been really good in Indianapolis system because now he can play some man, but like some zone, some eyes, some vision, some physicality, some tackling. I think he has a lot of that. And I think he's a very, very solid player. It's going to be interesting to break down all these cornerbacks. I think this class is very, very, I think it's very good. I don't know if it has like that, that top five, player but i think it is really loaded with first round guys that you feel great about if you pull the card yeah that's why i'm hoping you know look we'll see what happens we assume that alabama will win if they do let's uh let's get a chance to see pat Sertain get up against uh the wideouts he would see and whoever comes out of Clemson, Ohio State would be a lot of fun that'll be wider oh yeah yeah you want to see that want to see him all right. Anything else you want to add before we jump out of here buck no that's it oh i think dj is really important i think we should pay attention to the running backs i think um in the playoff Look at the running backs. Travis Etienne, people talk about. Najee, yep. Najee Harris has been getting some attention. Let's look at those guys and see where they stack up because uh, we, it's easy to fall in love with the quarterbacks and pass catchers. These two, these running backs that we can see and this thing also, uh, who's it, Master Teague, but also came up. Who's the guy? Trey Sermon that came up from Ohio State, really played big in the Big Ten Championship game. Just look at some of these guys and see if any of these guys kind of stand out and pop when we get a chance to really put our eyes on them. You know how much, um, you know how much I love Josh Jacobs, and and I had a big grade on Josh Jacobs, and mm-hmm. and he's done a great job. Pro Bowler, I believe, this year. I want to say yes, Pro Bowl player. I, I like Najee better. So we, we, oh, we, 
to that. We, we can talk about that because I li- I like him. Now I will say he 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 just catches the heck out of it, man. He hasn't even scratched the surface in terms of how he can catch the rock out the backfield. Yeah. He is it's uncommon to see a big guy that can run routes like he can. He can run, he's a route runner. He he's different. It, it'd be exciting to talk about him as we get closer to the process. Reminds me a lot of Matt Forte. He's not as fast as Matt Forte, but that's exactly who he is. That is a good comp. That is a great comp. Because Matt Forte being a big guy that could catch the ball and run routes, that is a great comparison, Matt Forte and Najee Harris. Yeah, we'll uh, look forward to those games. We'll have you uh, covered here on the recap once we get a chance to watch them. Uh, But that's going to do it for us today. I want to wish you guys all a happy new year here. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon here on Move the Sticks. We'll see you then. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max Powertrain Unlimited and Platinum Trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.